Hello, Kay, and welcome back. Here we are. Another episode of E&D with Hannah D. I'm going to use today's episode to express and decompress about how I've been feeling lately, honestly. I have, like, a few random things I just want to, like, touch on because why not? I don't have a specific thing. I have, like, a bunch on the table right now because that's just kind of where life is. Um, but I'm feeling for sure less stressed and relieved, um, now that I'm done my school and semester for the year, I guess, up until like first week of January, I'll be back. Um, so I have a few weeks off, which is lovely. I just finished a, supposed to be nine ish, 10. Um, it was supposed to be 10. I did a nine page essay. But it was like the beginning of 10 and I tried my hardest and you know what? I finished it. I handed it on time. I was proud of myself for that. I think I actually really did well with the writing portion as well because usually writing in English and like that kind of subjects are not my thing. I like a fact-based like yes or no, like right or wrong type thing with like multiple choice or diagrams. I don't know. I'm just that type of person. It's easier for me to like memorize that kind of stuff. So now that school's done, I'm kind of just hanging out. I'm actually going to be working a few um, more Christmas markets. Well, actually, it's just one Christmas market and I'll be there for a few weekends. Um, But I'm excited about that. I went last weekend as well and did a day when and um, it was pretty chilly, but it was snowing and it was beautiful and I had a great time actually. So got to see and meet a lot of different people, checking in, buying candles, which I was helping um, a friend sell. It's actually, if you want to look them up online or on Instagram, it's Valley Candle Co or the valleycandleco.com, I believe. And she is based here in Ottawa. Her name is Sonia and there's beautifully scented candles and the aesthetic of them is very pleasing to the eye and not only that but if you're in the Ottawa area um there's also like a holiday collection but if you're in the Ottawa area it is based like each name of candle is based on like a different neighborhood or location in Ottawa which is super unique and like it's just an awesome idea all around and I've been loving it I love the idea and I'm happy to help her. So yeah, it's awesome scents, different locations. You can also customize location and scent if you have like a place that you didn't see. Um, And then she does pickup, which is awesome here local. So support small businesses. And especially I guess for the holidays, like it's it's a great gift. Um, And they're all natural and 100% soy wax. God, this is turning into like a little ad, I love it. But no, honestly, they're great, so pick one up, order one. Come to the Christmas markets in Ottawa. She's at a few of them. Um, and I'm at the one in Lansdowne Park. It's at, like, the Ottawa Christmas market there. Um, and then it's on weekends, and then I'll be working kind of, like, the week up until Christmas, so, like, the 20th, 21st, um, that type thing. And it's a beautiful market as well. Like, I, I worked, but I also did a quick walk around last weekend, and the lights and decor and like wow there's like fireplaces everywhere it smells so yummy it reminds me of home because like campfires in the summer and stuff 
it's it's so beautiful check it out lands down so yeah that's what i'm kind of doing on the weekends upcoming and then through the week i've just been like hanging out catching up on stuff that is non-school related that i've been wanting to do or buy or whatever like for like christmas and stuff one thing i have been loving recently as well is the spin bike going for a ride in like the morning so far i've been doing it for like two and a half weeks technically i'm on my fifth or sixth week streak on the app but the first few weeks i was only going like once or twice a week just because like i was kind of getting into it and i was also very busy with school and stuff which i've i've learned that there is always time like it's half an hour it's 20 minutes whatever you can fit in it's enough for your health and like i'm kind of getting back into that mindset of where not not even that like i don't want to do it like i want to do it which is great because i know it'll make me feel good so then i'm like kind of in the mindset where like i can make time for it even if it doesn't seem that i have time um, because there always is a way to kind of like fit it in. Or even if I've been doing like the meditation and the yoga on the app as well at home. So I don't even have to go to the gym for that. But I really wish I did have a bike at my house too. Maybe one day. That's like not a bucket list, but like that's like a dream item I want to get one day and have at home. That way you don't have to like leave or anything like that. That would be awesome. And the big screen. Oh my goodness. It's like a dream. So yeah, I've been fitting that into my days recently and it's been making me feel really good and I want to stick with it and I think I am going to stick with it because I've found something again that's really made me again want to go because if I'm like feeling down or if I'm feeling shitty I'm like okay that will make me feel good and like listening to the music I don't listen to just like a mute I don't listen to music a lot so when I'm on the bike too and I get like some good beats in um good songs some i've never listened to some that are my favorite and i it's kind of just overall fun but then i'm also getting in like a hard workout as well so i really love that about it i've kind of been obsessed with it i don't know i'm gonna stick with it i am because again it's making me feel great i need it i haven't been like i've been walking lots don't get me wrong i have lots of steps each day but nothing that was quite in that zone two cardio or even zone three of like where you want to get your heart rate up and then you actually see like cardiovascular and like the benefits so walking is good don't get me wrong but i i wanted to do a little bit more intense so i'm glad i found this and there's also like arm workouts in it and like you can do like just general workout stuff i haven't gotten into that and like i'm hoping maybe soon i now that I'm getting into the idea of like going into the gym, okay. I don't know if I, I don't know why, but I'm very shaky right now. Like I'm very filled with anxiety and I don't really have a reason to be. So I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I guess this morning wasn't too great. Like it, it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong, but I had like a moment where I wasn't feeling hot. And I kind of wanted to have a, like a little breakdown and I didn't. I just took some breaths and it was good. I was fine. But I think maybe this is just like the aftermath of it. I don't know. But I'm really anxious. I don't know why. Um, anyways, um, I'm hoping that since I've gotten like in the idea and in the mindset of like always being in the gym and in that environment, that maybe someday soon I'll also, you know, start 
like using heavier weights and like squatting and like doing more upper body and stuff like that. But right now I'm really just focusing on going and doing what's making me happy and like fun right now. And that seems more of a chore and I don't want it to be a chore. So I don't like want to force myself into it and like then not go to the gym at all. So I'm kind of sticking with it. I'm going to keep doing spin and then maybe if I'm feeling feeling like it one day or something, I'll, you know, go back there, get, hope maybe get into that. I don't know. Like there's so much culture on Instagram, like all the people that I follow that are like weight lift, weight lift, weight lift. Right. And like, that's great for you. And, but I, again, I also follow like a lot of people that don't do that, but like, I'm just, for some reason, I think for me, I'm having a hard time realizing that or accepting, I guess. I don't know. I think I've been told it so much that I'm having a hard time realizing that you can do other things that aren't weightlifting and that's also great for your body. And like, I think that's why I'm kind of encouraging myself to stay with this because again, like I said before, I'm in the mindset, like it has to be weightlifting for it to count as moving my body or like actually getting fitter, I guess. I don't know. But I've really been working on it and shifting my mindset and accepting the fact that spin is also extremely hard. I'm getting in all the same workout. I mean, it's different It's different types of workout, again, but it doesn't mean that it's nothing. Like, I did something. I did hard work. I am going to the gym, and it will have positive effects on both my physical health, mental health, cardiovascular health, like, right? So I just have to keep telling myself it doesn't have to be weightlifting. And it's not like, again, it's not like people on Instagram are making me think that. I just, for a while, I think I had that idea for so long and I followed so many people that did it and I always wished that I did it and I could never really get into it. And that made me feel like, not that I wasn't good enough, but I don't know, I wasn't that type of strong or that type of physically fit. But again, I am. Have you tried a spin class for a stop? That shit is hard. So I am doing the work. It is benefiting me. And I just, I'm going to stay in that mindset. Um, and then again, maybe one day I'll, yeah, get into weightlifting or maybe even make it once or twice a week and I can get stronger that way as well. So that's kind of where I am like with movement. And I'm actually proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. I honestly am. I'm I'm proud of myself for sticking with it and for my health, for my mental health, because even in the past two weeks, I have with consistency at the gym, I have noticed like a positive impact in my mental health and like the way I wake up and like the mindset I have going into the day. And then right after the, the gym, the mindset going, I don't know if that makes sense. Damn, I don't know if I sound, like, bad today. I'm not – I didn't think I was having a bad day, but, like, I don't know. It's, like, just doesn't feel it. It doesn't feel right today. Um, I don't know. I'm just, like, off. And I don't really want to stop recording because that's, like, how – that's, like, my reality right now. Like, this is just how I'm feeling. I don't know why. I'm just anxious. Maybe – I don't know. I think it's just like everything coming up and everything that's also just passed. If that makes sense. I get it. 
I get anxiety in like waves and some days I'll just be like crazy shaking, crazy heart rate. And it's not, again, it's not that I don't know why. I think it's just some days I wake up and everything from the past and the future just hits me. And I guess that might be today. I'm just anxious. I'm, I'm feeling shaky. I think my voice sounds a little bit shaky as well. And that's again, cause my heart rate is like, I took my watch off. I don't know what my heart rate is, but it feels high right now. That perks of anxiety. Um, woo. <laughs> so that's gym talk, not gym talk, like T O K, like not TikTok, like that kind of gym talk. <laughs> cause I don't have TikTok because <laughs> I was too obsessed with it. I got way too into that, like 2021 or whenever it came out. Was it? I guess, I guess it was a while back. Anyways, I think it was 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. I was like 10 hours a day in that shit. So I had to get rid of that like a long time ago. But that is my gym talk, T-A-L-K. <laughs> and now I'm going to move on to this. Okay, this topic is frustrating and angering and probably not what you're going to think because of the way I'm making it sound. It's also like the stem of a lot of arguments. I would probably assume in like friendships and like, okay, not always friendships, but like relationships maybe is food, cooking, and the fact that none of us are chefs. No one like taught us, maybe family a little bit, but like no one is teaching us how to cook. Okay. And one day, you leave your house, you leave your family, you're out of student residence, there's no cafeteria, and bam, you're responsible for every single meal you eat for the rest of your life. Like what? My friend, my friend and I were ta- talking about this the other day, because like I was, I was frustrated. I was like, what are we going to eat tonight? That's like literally the question, nonstop every single day. What am I going to eat? Like, I'm not a chef. I don't really know how to cook. And I'm trying to have these yummy meals. I really am trying to be healthy, trying to be gluten free, dairy free, very, very hard. Um, If you're not crazy committed to do both, it's very hard money wise. Um, It's hard to like, I don't know, find it in stores. Sometimes it's getting more popular which I'm happy about. But again, it's like twice or three times the price sometimes. And I'm only like, I'm not like celiac or anything. I have like gluten intolerance. So I think that is like crazy ridiculous and like frustrating and upsetting for like people who are full celiac and who have kids that are celiac and like maybe on top of that dairy-free or I don't know, even just dairy-free. It is like not something they asked for, yet they're required to pay twice the amount just to make sure that they can get what their body can take. And that's such like a thing in food culture. And like, I don't know, it, it's, I know it's getting talked about more and I know it's actually becoming more popular. Um, I guess some people are realizing their intolerances. Some people, I guess, think it's healthier. I don't think it's necessarily healthier. I don't think it's healthy to cut out carbs. That's restrictions of any sort. Maybe I could be like another episode, but like 
restricting yourself on a whole food group or food item is just going to probably make you want it more. Or like if you do restrict yourself for like too long and you don't actually have to, then again, you're just going to want to, you're, you're going to eventually crave it and you're going to like consume it again and like maybe copious amounts. And again, not the way to diet, not the way to eat, live, don't restrict yourself. <laughs> That's just a big rule. Try not to restrict yourself. It's not a good habit and it can sometimes lead to like worse consequences, right? Um, but on the fact that if you are celiac, it's crazy and like it's just baffling that it just generally costs more. It's harder to get and like they have to eat like that, you know? It just sucks. It really does. And that's like kind of like the same topic with like women and periods. Okay, I'm sorry to put this in like the same conversation. Um, but like, again, women are not asking to like menstruate. It's just something that our bodies do. Like we do it automatically. We're not asking for it. We're not inducing it. Okay, sometimes we do this. But like we pay. We pay for the products that we absolutely need to basically get by or like to survive, like not survive like this way. Maybe it's not completely essential because they haven't always had women's sanitary products like in life, but obviously we've come to realize that it's more helpful, <laughs> but it's just so expensive. And like, I'm glad that they've come up with like diva cups or like, menstrual cups in general, because again, it's sustainable. It's sustainable for the world, for your, like financially, everything, which is great. But just like, again, on the topic of not ask, like not choosing this, but then having consequences for it, it just sucks. Um, but anyways, back to it. I am not a chef, but I have to cook for myself every night and it makes me want to cry. I don't know how to cook these amazing, tasty, and healthy meals. Sometimes I make a tasty meal. It's not healthy. Sometimes I make a healthy meal. It's not tasty. <laughs> and that is, like, literally my struggle every day. Because also, like, it's my boyfriend and I. And, like, we'll cook together. We'll choose our meals together and stuff. But it's hard deciding. And... It's also like with inflation right now, it's hard buying. So like groceries are expensive, but then to buy food and like to eat out or to like do Uber Eats or delivery or pickup or anything, like I guess pickup, you know, besides the fact, buying your meals every day is also not financially sustainable. Like it's expensive, but then I find I'm eating better or like they're better meals. I'm not wasting because I know I'll eat it. But yeah, then that's not like good on my pocket because money and yeah, inflation. Because then like groceries, you go to the store, then like something that used to be $3 is maybe like $5. And now all of a sudden your bill is twice as much because you need it a lot. And there's so many ingredients that need to go into meals. Maybe I need to invest in, like, HelloFresh again. I did that once. Not, like, one order, but, like, I did it for, like, a year maybe. I don't know. When I was at my first house off campus, 
So um, I was living with my boyfriend. So we did HelloFresh together, but then we were in a house, like a student house of six. So then like all of our friends were there as well. Busy, but fun. <laughs> um, so actually a few of us, I think we all kind of went in pairs and did HelloFresh for a while because it's a great idea. It really is. Like you're not wasting. You have the exact amount. And then they're also giving you like good, yummy, tasty, healthy meals that you can make yourself. But like, I feel like I need to do a cooking class or something. I feel like this should have been a mandatory class in high school. And I think maybe when I was in high school, I'd been like, oh my God, why? Or maybe some people would have been, maybe I wouldn't have because I actually would have liked it. I think I would have loved it. Um, and I know you can do, what's that? Like a culinary class. I don't know what it's called. Or maybe it's just like culinary class. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I know my school had that and I always wanted to do that, but I just didn't have enough time like and space in my timetable because I was doing French immersion. So I couldn't really do electives. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like that's something, again, just like taxes were not taught. It's something that I feel like they should start recommending or like requiring in high school because again that's like you can learn about how to be healthier and if they can teach you how to do it that's a bonus because then when you're gone you leave your parents and you're all by yourself like i am now i'm not all by myself but neither of us are chefs and i know my mom wasn't a chef i guess she had to learn too and my dad but like it's just it's just a weird concept to me that one day you're just bam in charge of every single meal that you have to eat. And then when you have kids, you're in charge. Oh my goodness. I need to get the hang of this down way before I have kids because if I can't figure it out my, for myself or if like we can't figure it out for ourselves, I do not know how I'm going to cook for a kid too. That is in a long time anyways <laughs> but yeah i don't know i think i need to do a cooking class and i think i said that during covid so i was like when covid's over i need to do a cooking class so maybe i gotta like look online search one up learn a few tasty meals or like even the basics and i know my old boss used to watch like cooking videos on youtube like one after another like continuously or good gardening um and I know there's so much you can learn from online, but I just had a hard time getting into it. And I tried to do some cooking podcasts because I like podcasts. I don't know if I'd be able to like sit down and watch YouTube videos. But if I had a if I have a podcast in, I can like do other things. So I tried that for a little bit, but it wasn't really it. Like I, I was trying to learn, but it wasn't, I don't know. It's something that you have to get into, right? And I'm not into it, so I couldn't force myself. Um, but that is something I for sure got to work on for my future. Because it's like a har something hard. Like, it's like hard. I don't know if I sound dumb right now, but cooking is not easy. It's like, it's like a science, first off. Especially baking. Because sometimes I like to like, you know, think I'm doing it right or measure. Or maybe I don't read ahead and then I do things in the wrong order. Or I don't do the exact amounts and then it turns out wrong, which like, I guess that's my fault, <laughs> but it's hard. And 
I feel like, I don't know. I, I do really get distracted cooking a lot. I am a tiny bit scared of the heat. So, like, when I open the oven, I'm like, oh, I have to open it. I have to put my hand in there. Like, it's just, I don't really like hot tubs either. It's just hot, too hot for me. And then the kitchen gets hot. Yeah, and then I get distracted, and then I leave the kitchen, and then my food burns, or I forget to turn off the stove, or, yeah. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get um, some help in the kitchen, I think. I gotta, I gotta work on that. That's something that maybe not necessarily a New Year's resolution because I don't know if I really believe in those. I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical. I've written, I've written like goals for years before, like New Year's resolutions. And I feel like I just write it and they sit there. And maybe it's because I haven't been like that committed to them, but I feel like I just forget about them. So if I can, instead of, I don't know. That's the thing is I like the idea of the dream board. Like with like pictures and stuff of one day I will achieve this. But I don't necessarily like putting a finish line of somewhere exactly for myself. Because, and again, this is like personal. Not personal. This is, yeah, this is personal preference. That's that's right. Sorry, I didn't know if I was wrong saying that. But for me... I, it's not that I don't want to commit. I just, I think my ideas and my goals change so often that personally I have to set like a journey with no finish line and just possibilities along it. Because again, I change so often. I have like, I I just have so many different ideas and then kind of like hyper fixations that like I'll do something and then I'll change it and then I'll forget about it so then the new year's resolution I made about it is basically irrelevant because I don't have that in my life anymore so I think for me and everybody's different so like maybe goals for the year that you set are amazing for you and you like can check them off and you actually get it done but then I think it's something that I gotta avoid because then it just makes me feel like a failure and like oh I didn't finish those blah 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 I I don't know I'm going to avoid that and I'm going to try a different strategy, which is the like dream board type thing. And that way I can think of like all the possibilities and all the things I like could achieve one day, but I'm not actually setting a specific goal for myself. Um, And I don't know, some people might think that's silly or think that's like, I'm not good enough. I like, why can't you just set a goal and finish it? I don't know, but that's just not how I work, you know? Um, but getting into that and like hyper fixations and like getting distracted, I think, you know, where I'm going with this because of the title, but, um, next week I actually have, um, my diagnosis, um, for ADHD, um, whether I get diagnosed or not. Um, but I have a doctor's appointment and I've been waiting quite a while for it, um, and this is, I don't know, it's its something that I've personally been dealing with for like a long time. And I kind of just want almost like a validation that your brain, and I don't know, it's like maybe I don't have it. And I'm, I'm not going to be, obviously, I'm not going to be upset. That's perfectly fine if I don't have it. Um, and I'll just keep going with 
how I'm doing, maybe different ways of going about life and like different strategies and stuff. But I feel like with how I'm living and like all the symptoms and stuff, I feel like it's almost validation that this is how your brain works and it's a bit different. That's why you're like this um, type thing. That's that's why I want to get like, I don't know, not tested, but like me get like get in with this ADHD um, specific doctor. I don't know. That's her like, what do you call it? That's her specialty, I guess. Um, so I'm going to be meeting and like figuring some of that stuff out, which I'm kind of like excited for. And again, I'm not trying to like get medication even. I just like, like that's not what I'm looking for whatsoever. And I don't want like people to think that. And like, again, not that that's wrong if you do take it and maybe it would help me and maybe I'll find that out. But I, number one, primarily just would like to know that this is how my brain works and it is a bit different. So maybe there's some things that I can do to help it or to, again, like strategies of ways, different ways to work and live to help, um, help myself still achieve things while having a little bit of neuro divergency. You know what I'm saying? Again, I have dealt with lots of the symptoms from ADHD, like my whole life. And I kind of just, I wanted to touch on them because some people may have different ideas of what ADHD is or how it may be presented in someone. But there are so many different symptoms and different ways for someone to show it. How their brain works can be so different. It's not one set, this is how you should look if you have ADHD. And I think stigma and I think people like are the way that the past and how healthcare worked in the past and like mental illnesses or I guess like brain disorders. This stuff in the past was looked at so differently. So I think this you should look this way was taught to us or taught to people in the past that so many people can go undiagnosed or unknowing that they have it for like so long because they don't look the specific way that that doctors were taught. Um, but like there's so there's so much new research and development and destigmatization in the ADHD world and especially for females um, because it looks so different. Again, it looks so different in females and males and how how the healthcare and DSM and diagnoses and symptoms were based off of in the past were just the average white male. So like that's why there's so much I guess, trouble within our healthcare systems and stuff and how, how illnesses and disorders are seen. But again, it's, it's greatly developed and we're getting um, more ideas and better with opening up the idea that it can look different. Um, so some of the aspects or symptoms that can come along with it, it's Bailey's World on Instagram does a great way of kind of explaining it because she has also been 
um, later diagnosed with it. And honestly, someone who I've been listening to her podcasts and following her for a while. She's a great human. Follow her. But she has lots of like information through her Instagram and podcast that it does teach you a lot as well. So I'm just going to go to her one on ADHD. Yeah, ADHD in women. So this is by It's Bailey's World on Instagram. And it's B-A-Y-L-E-Y. She also has her um, podcast with It Is Mental Health Unfiltered with Bailey Levy on uh, like Spotify and like wherever you get a podcast. Um, so on her information, um, Carousel, is that what you call it on Instagram these days? She has quite a few different references. She has five different references. Symptoms she has, she's included for um, what is different for boys versus girls, um, and then what ADHD is. So using her um, post here, it says that ADHD is, as you know, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, um, and it's a neurodevelopmental disorder. So again, I kind of touched on that earlier. It's You're a little bit neurodivergent from the atypical, or sorry, from the typical um, brain, which again, there is no average brain, so they call it typical in science. Um, but this is atypical, so it's a bit different and it's a neurodevelopmental disorder in your brain. The main symptoms says that it includes problems paying attention, impulse impulsive behaviors, restlessness, and mood swings. It says that males are three times more likely to be diagnosed than females. And this is because, once again, the DSM in our past has used white males or Caucasian males, whatever you want to say, um, as the patient. And we know now, and I, I'm sure they knew this in the past, but males and females work very differently, just like um, Caucasian bodies work and function differently than an African-American body may, or even than an Asian descent. Um, and there's so much we're learning in like science now that we didn't realize. And like people are going undiagnosed with these things because we're basing it off of one, like one small section of what the population of the world is. And that's again, not helpful that sample does definitely not match the population or it's not a great, I don't know. See, I'm not good at stats. It's not a good representation of the population, that sample. So again, we've worked on and we're getting better in science and medicine right now to include um, more diverse groups, obviously, because we need to, if we're going to catch these things in people. Um, so it says that males are three times more likely to be diagnosed than females. And basically the reason why males are three times more likely to be diagnosed than females. So your diagnostics criteria means that it has to have been going um, ongoing symptoms. So like not just the past month, but like years of your life or back through childhood, you can remember it. Um, and that another criteria aspect is that it has to not has to, but it, it's that it has a negative impairment in, in your daily life. So like, 
are you having negative consequences because of the symptoms of this illness or disorder or whatever? Um, and then the next slide has the symptoms. So for boys, it says it presents itself more externally. So the symptoms are impulsivity, overreacting, aggression, restlessness, talking excessively. And it says, oh, external symptoms can be disruptive, noticeable, leading to more frequent diagnoses. So this is, again, why, um, why they may catch it in boys, because it is disruptive and like in the class situations or um, like classroom settings, it can be hard and teachers may notice more if like, again, the boys are more disruptive because then on the other side, it says girls present more um, internally, which means to a later diagnosis as an adult um, and boys are mostly diagnosed in their childhood. So some of the more internal symptoms for females are uh, low self-esteem, uh, anxiety, perfectionism, and inattentiveness. And I've gotten, okay, personally, I, I have gotten better with my self-esteem um, because I will honestly say it was pretty low when I was younger, just again, because I thought my worth was based off my looks more and like I had really bad skin and I didn't feel pretty. And now I know that there's no look for pretty. And it's like, again, it's how you feel. It's the way you present yourself. Anyways, I do have, actually, I have been diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. Um, so I do have medication for that. And um, perfectionism, I, mm -hmm, yeah, I can say that I've probably dealt with that a lot. And then inattentiveness, which um, I can zone out quite a bit or like, I'll be like listening, but nothing's actually going in. That sounds bad, but like it, I'll be talked to and then my mom will be like, so, and I'll be like, wait, what'd you say? Like I was there and I was listening, but I didn't know, you know, it also says developments, um, um, oh, coping strategies d develops, develops coping strategies to mask symptoms. Okay, I think that can kind of be like represented back in the perfectionism because then you're like working so hard to compensate of how your brain might feel, I think. That's my take on it or like at least what I feel like I do. And then it says often misdiagnosed with anxiety or another mental illness, which again, because they come so hand in hand and like they are um, like comorbid of each other, like you're if you have one, you, yeah, you are more likely to like have the other type thing. Um, and with ADHD comes or can come, um, anxiety and then depression. And honestly, within ADHD specifically, I think, and for me personally, I think the depression comes from the anxiety and then like the symptoms of like, you know, not catching up with things and then it all hits you at once and then you like don't want to do any of it. And then you're kind of like in this, I don't know what they call it. It's like, like task paralysis type thing where I get that a ton where I'm saying in my head, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm, this is how I'm going to do it, but I, I can't 
come to actually do it. And I know that might sound silly to some people, but like it's, it can be hard sometimes. And like, then it causes again, then it causes more internal stuff. Cause then when I'm not doing it, it's sitting there and then it's adding up and then all the other things around it. So, so much is connected and like intertwined just like life is um, within like life and ADHD and the symptoms and how it then has an impact and blah, blah, blah. So I have a diagnosis appointment or meetup. It's like not that they have like a specific test, but again, I'm going to talk to someone. They're going to, I have like filled out some forms, uh, how I live, how I feel on a day-to-day basis. And just like how I like it is the biopsychosocial method in like healthcare and science where they look at every aspect, not just one, but like every aspect of how you live and your life and your physical and like your biology, sociology and psychology. So the bio, so sorry, the biosocial psychology method, I believe that's it. Um, which, excuse me, is becoming more popular in medicine and stuff today. And I think is important. Um, so I have that next week and again, maybe I can learn some stuff. Um, and maybe I'll learn that. Yeah. Like it's, again, it's almost like confirmation that this is how my brain does work. So then I can use the strategies and not that I don't already, like I follow a lot of, um, ADHD like pages or like, um, yeah, social media pages and stuff with like different tips and tricks and like stories of other people. And then I kind of use that as like help as well. I'm not excited, but it's kind of like, it's, I kind of like, I want it. Like I, I'm having this idea that like, it's going to click. Like once I have confirmation, it's, it's like, just like, okay, maybe it's not just like, cause I don't have this, but I'm going to use this as an example. So like PCOS or PCOS, PCOS or whatever you want to call it, um, is a, uh, like illness or disorder. I'm not sure exactly. It's in females and a lot of people don't get diagnosed with it until really later on. And it's kind of like everything clicks like, Oh, that's why I was feeling this. And that's why I had these symptoms and it just makes sense, you know, like it, it, it just all comes together and then it helps you understand your past. And I kind of have that feeling and I kind of want that when I go to this because then I can say like, okay, like this is why I've been having trouble in these areas. And this is why like my brain works like this, you know, and I'm not, I'm not using it as an excuse, but an understanding right? That makes, I think that makes sense. Like I want to understand, better understand myself and almost know that I'm not made wrong. I'm just made differently. And I have a lot of hard times with coming to terms with that and like having to tell myself that because so many of these like symptoms have had like negative impacts on my life or on me specifically because of the consequences of them. 
um, like, like perception of time or like time management within like school and that kind of stuff, but also time management with everyday life and like being on time. I am get I'm for sure getting better with it. But that again, that's kind of been like a goal of mine for years to be on time, be better with that. And like, I still work on it. I still work on it every day. Like, but it's like, I don't know if again, if maybe you are in the same boat and you exactly feel and understand what I'm trying to say. And maybe if you are not, then you don't. But like, that's just where I'm at. That's how I'm feeling, you know? And I, it's, it, it feels like it can just be as easy as work harder or do better or just be on time or just get this done or just clean up. But like, I don't know, it's hard. And at times it can be more hard than others. And I have to remember to reassure myself and remind myself that it's okay. And if you're out there and you're having these same like symptoms or thoughts, or this is how you live as well, like just know that you are perfect the way you are and you were made to be like this, right? We're not made wrong. We're made to be how we are because maybe how we take that and and how we use it in life will open up new possibilities for others, for ourselves, for the world even, right? Like we need these differences in people to have different perspectives in life in life and like go about society. I don't know. Like we can't just all be one and we're we're not. We're all different and I think with destigmatization around sexuality and mental health and I don't know all of it really it's it's ameliorating it's getting better and we are seeing change in the world and I think that's really good um but yeah just remember if you're in the same boat you are not alone okay and I feel you and others feel you and we're great we're honestly all perfect and Don't forget to remind yourself that because sometimes life can get hard and you need to be like, maybe you don't have someone behind you encouraging you or pushing you to be your best. So like you need to remind yourself and you need to be that self for your, like you need to be that person for yourself, sorry, and like take charge, you know? And I think that's something that I'm really thankful for within the past year even and maybe year and a half like I've just gotten overall better with that and better with my mindset and it's just overall made me happier in life and if you can do the same and you can work on the same and you know take ownership and like be the one in charge of your happiness and your health and don't let other people's opinions or like judgments get to you or control you or anything like that because you got to stay in your own path you know that person's clearly not really in their own either so it probably means they're a little bit behind in the race um (laughs) 
That's what I like to think at least. And not that I'm better than anyone else, but I don't know. I like to think that people with this mindset and the mindset that I want, I feel like they are more powerful, if that makes sense. More powerful like internally. So then that leads to more powerfulness externally. I don't know. That's just my my view of it. And yeah. So I think that's kind of all I have for today's episode. I kind of I'm feeling a little bit less anxious, which is good. Um I let it out. I'm going to do some more stuff today maybe that can help with my anxiety with just like cleaning up, catching up with chores because I'm done exams. Yay. I'm happy about that. Honestly, I really am. Not that I don't love school because I do love learning, but I just hate the test. I hate the essay. I hate the work of it. (laughs) Okay. Call me lazy if you want. Um, But I really love the learning of it. Like I like what I get out of it, you know? So that's just life. We got to do the tests. We got to do the essays. We got to push through it. And we'll get there one day, you know? I only got like a year left, a full year left of my program. And I'm proud of myself for that. And I'm happy. And I'm excited for more learning and the future. And yeah, all that it has to offer. But I think that's all I have for today. Wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening, whatever time it is. And don't forget, I hope you know this by now, but I always try to close it. I always try to pot. I can't talk today. I always try to close my podcast with your mindset matters because it does. And it's again, so impactful on your life and your brain and everything. So don't forget your mindset matters. Have a wonderful day. And I hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.